Greetings, fellow planeswalkers. I'm James. And I'm Paul. And we are the Commander at Arms podcast. This week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about our expectations and hopes and dreams for the new Commander Legends set coming up. We're going to be basing our um, our hopes and expectations off the previous sets of the last 11 months or so. Um, yeah, that's pretty much really it. That's that's what our discussion topic is going to be. I'm really happy about it. I'm really pumped. Paul, how are you? How are you feeling about it? Um, I'm anxious in both a good and a bad way. Um, we actually, if you remember, we talked about Commander Legends a little while ago, a few episodes ago at least, where we talked about cards we hoped were going to get reprinted. Some of which have now we know have been reprinted in Double Masters. Yeah, I was about to jump in there and be like, yeah, a lot of the cards that I wanted and a lot of cards we said were reprinted in Double Masters uh, to the point where I like I was on Twitter today and they were like, what are your expectations for Commander Legends? And I'm like, everything we got in Double Masters. <laughs> if you haven't heard that episode, uh, go back. Uh, I think it was episode 14 at this point now. I think it was our reprint this uh, Commander Legends series. Go back, have a listen to that one and see what we thought were going to be reprinted in Commander Legends that we saw in Double Masters. Uh, now, the reason I brought that up was because I just wanted to say that this is not the same thing, right? This isn't going to be talking about cars, and that's going to make a little more sense in a second. I don't want to spoil anything, so I'll just leave it at that for now. So, James, you can go. Yeah, ahead. Paul, we ain't, we're not in spoiler <laughs> season yet. Very, very soon. So let's uh, let's kick this off with our, with our up tap. Uh, what is it? Up tap. Wow. I play so <laughs> much magic that I just I forget it's, you know, untap, upkeep and draw. Or in my case, it's untap, upkeep, driggity draw. Um, so did you have any play of the weeks this week, Paul? Did you get to play any magic? I know school has just gone back, which means you've gone back to work now. Yes. Uh, past um, week has been did you pretty get it? Did you get so So you weren't able to really sling any spells? Fortunately, no. Hopefully that'll change in the near future as things calm down a little bit. I'm hoping so. I'm really hoping so. I really miss the days where we just get on there and be able to sling some spells against each other. Funnily enough, I'm actually like missing playing with like a lot of the the regular decks I used to play against. I realize like a lot of my decks are tuned to those decks. Uh-huh. Um, so walking into other play groups and and meeting people online, it's like I don't run anywhere near enough removal or I run too much removal. Um, but is there ever so much thing as too much removal? Yes. I've been in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fair. So um I guess my only role play of the day this week or of the week, sorry, was uh, when you kind of, it was more of a mind game than it was actually like what I played cards wise. Um, I was playing Kalamax and I only had Kalamax on the field and people kept hitting me and I'm like, why is everyone hitting me? I have nothing. They're like, but you play Kalamax. So you're playing X, Y, and Z cards. And I'm like, but I'm not, it's just, it's a fun Kalamax deck. And then turned around and was like, oh, See, I just, I top deck Seabomb News, and then that sat on the field for a little too, too long. And then it was like, uh, Niv Mizzet Perun, that hung around on the field for nowhere near as long as I wanted it to. <laughs> and then it was like, Swarm Intelligence, that stuck around for longer than I expected it to. All these cards, I was like, these are going to get removed just straight away or counted, just didn't get counted or removed. And I was like, I went from being so far behind in the game to exploding out and just being able to take out the, you know, the good old W. So... You know, I got the old winner, winner, chicken dinner, as they like to call it these days. It's been so long since I've experienced a win. It's it's a good feeling. <laughs> it's a great feeling. It actually got to the point where it was like, because I had Locust got out and I had Seaborn Muse. So it was like, all right, end of your turn, tap Soul Ring, you know, tap a, tap one of my untapped tokens 
tap spring leaf drum, add a color, add a you know, tap a blue or a red or whatever I wanted at the time, you know, draw a card, discard a card, make us insect token, untap with you, all right, do it again. You know, it was like I was just drawing like four cards around and discarding a lot of cards, but a lot of those cards were my lands. So I was just filtering through my lands to then get into my other bigger stuff. So it was like those, it was kind of like that. I was so far behind in the game. Like I saw I, my opening hand was four man. It was, it was four lands. They were all mountains and I had all red spells except for one Croson grip. Um, I mean, I guess that's just what Calamax does. Pretty much. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, it was, it was a good fun game. I enjoyed it. It got to the point where they were like, yep, just end the, t- just end the game. If you can already, we want to shop on play another one. And I was like, all right, cool. There's the, <laughs> there's the end win done. See you later. Um, next deck. And then I moved on to a different deck after that. But that was my play. That was probably my favorite game I've played in the last couple of days or so. I did take a time off over the weekend. Uh, didn't really play as much. I was doing other things. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to have. I'm ready to move on to our main step now, Paul, and get straight into this main topic. All right. So we're gonna kick this discussion off with, our, our, like we said, our expectations and our projections on the new Commander Legends set. So what that means is we're going to be taking the last couple of sets they've just released, having a look at them, breaking them down, and then seeing what we can kind of predict what's going to happen with Commander Legends or what we hope will or will not happen with Commander Legends. So the first that we're going to look at first is uh, Throne of Eldraine. So we'll just do a quick overview of Throne of Throne of Eldraine, if you will, Paul. Yeah, so Throne of Eldraine is known as one of the most powerful standard sets that we've seen in a long, long time. Uh, War of the Spark was like pretty good, but Throne of Eldraine just has some insane power creep that was pretty much inexcusable. Uh, the captain of this team being uh, Oko, the uh, what's he called? The Crown Thief, something like that. Uh, Thief of Crowns. Oko, Thief of Crowns. Yeah, uh, that card is. Blasphemy incarnate. Like, there's no reason that card ever should have existed. Yet it does. And pretty much the only format is not banned in this commander. I think it's like restricted in vintage or something like that. Uh, but at any rate, uh, we're, because we're doing a quick overview of this, I'm not going to go into the details on the cards. Feel free to look that up on your own if you want. Um, but yeah, so we have Oko, which was. It's one of the it's the probably the most powerful planeswalker ever printed that I can think of. I mean, there's like Jace the Mind Sculptor and like Liliana of the Veil, but I think he's up there. He's at I think he's top three at least. Probably with the two. He's Oko the removal spell. Yeah. Like let's be <laughs> honest here. Um so there's Oko, there's Once Upon a Time, which, you know, when you can do stuff for free in magic, it's usually never uh fair. Um there's Arcane Signet. One of the best mana rocks we've seen in Commander in a long, long time. Uh, there's Kenrith, the Returned King, the, the buy a box promo from Mildrain. He's a very popular commander now. Uh, there's Embercleave, uh, one of the better equipments they printed recently. There's Alayla, a very popular Voltron commander. There's Chulane, or as I call him, Colin. Uh, perhaps the most popular. The infamous Chulane. <laughs> perhaps the most popular Bant value, Bant blink value uh, commander nowadays. Uh, there's Corvold, again, another very popular Voltron commander and uh, Jun, like, aristocrat style. Uh, there is Crashing Drawbridge, even as just a common, colorless way to give haste. Always very good. Uh, am I missing any? Does not look like it. 
I'm probably even not missing. On the, some. I don't think on the on the on the quick list that we just we threw together, it was like let's just throw out five or six really good cards out of that set. Mainly being like a couple of those were, I believe, were banned. Um, also, I'm I'm pretty sure Questing Beast came out in that set as well. Yes, Questing Beast. Did. And I just realized Questing Beast was an amazing format of four four that had just a whole text box worth of a novel on it. <laughs> yeah, um, like those are honestly just. I, I like I looked at a page of cards and I thought like nine out of ten of them were amazing. So if if you right. go through the whole set, like you'll find more. I'm sure I missed some here. Right. And there are even ones that are impressive that don't seem like it on the surface. Like I've talked about my love for Kenneth's transformation on this show more than once. Um I think that's a great uncommon. And um, you know, I just like the the set is so it's like almost too good. Right. And a lot of these cards and these recent standard sets are designed with Commander in mind. Uh, and that's a point I wanted to make now because I'm going to come back to that a little later. But for now, I'm content to just move on. Uh, yeah. So product-wise, <clears throat> this was the first set that they released with, I believe it was the first set they released with uh, Collector's Boosters. Yes. So this was the start of what I, I'm not going to call the downfall of the budget players wallets but it very much was throne of eldrania wallet because <clears throat> you had uh draft boosters you had collector boosters you had theme boosters um i mean the theme boosters aren't all that much to talk about or write home to um i did actually crack a couple of them when they came out they're, they're pretty good i mean if you want like a giant massive stack of uh, of green cards or black cards or white cards or red cards or whatever cards you're looking for you pick up pick up one of those packs and it has 20 cards of that color in it and that color only um so and then moving on from that we then moved on to our next set paul as we just talked about so after eldraine throne of eldraine we got theros beyond death which was one um, that me and James actually almost forgot about. <laughs> we did actually. We were sculpting out the episode, like uh, uh, the, the 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 draft list on how this episode was going to go, and we were like, "I swear, Throne of Aldrain came out at the start of the year, but it wasn't. It was in October last year." And then we opened up 2020 with Theros Beyond Death, and Theros Beyond Death had a lot of great cards in it, a lot of fantastic cards. Um, and some of the new gods are like my favorite gods to play with. The new Perforos that has a sneak attack on him is like an amazing new commander. Um, the new Athreos, uh, you have a blink. You have a, is it a, it's a cycling deck as Athreos at the helm, isn't it? Yes. Um, yes, I, I have a, yes. Cycling, steal your creatures with uh, Athreos. Yeah. So this was another really fantastic set. Um, again, it used the same formula that Wizards is kind of using at the moment for all these uh these brand new sets that we're going to start seeing bleed into other sets and, and and other products we'll talk about later on in the show. Um, but they use this collector booster and it's this this Wales set essentially like this this Wales product that kind of hasn't really it it was fine up until where it's just hit where we are now. So we wanted to kind of give like a feedback and kind of how it all came about to be with what we're going to talk about later and what we're kind of not hoping is going to happen with Commander Legends. So collected boosters, again, they're fine. If you want to crack, you know, some really cool extended art, some full art, some foils, they're fantastic. 
Um, they're a little bit pricey. They're a little bit on the nose. I believe they're about $30 a booster pack for 15 cards, maybe 14 cards. Um, so excluding VIP packs, which we'll get to that later. Um, well, we haven't even got to VIP yeah. packs yet. Um, so. Well, because those aren't the same thing, I guess, technically. But yeah, collector boosters are, I think they're 20 cards because they come with lands, okay. right? I'm pretty sure I haven't opened that many of them. Um, I have only opened uh, three collector's boosters in my magic career. One of them being from Theros. I got that from Wizards sending me a collector, a Theros collector's uh, booster pack because of the uh, shipping time of the stargazing uh, secret layer set that I purchased. Um, And then I was just lucky to pick up a couple of the uh, of the collector's boosters from the I believe the next set we're going to talk about, um, but in the ways of like, you know, Thero, uh, sorry, uh, Eldraine, fantastic set, amazing set, uh, Theros, another amazing set. So, so far we've got two really good sets um, but under their belt, and then they've got the next set that's coming up, which is M21. So, so I conveniently enough have an opened collector's booster from Theros right next to me, and it had 16 cards. <laughs> 16 cards. Okay, cool. So it might depend on set. Right. So, I mean, it's one more than what you would get in a, in a regular draft booster pack, um, minus the token slash add card. So, which again, that's another product that they've kind of replaced that thing in it as well, which we'll get to. So- as we've seen so far, they've been adding these new tier of products going up. So if you want the regular set, you've got your $100 booster pack for 36 boosters. You know, you get 540 cards. You get a chance at four mythics. Yeah, a chance at four mythics, uh, 36 rares, or maybe not 36 rares, but, you know, 36 rares minus your four mythics. Uh, sometimes you'll get more than that. And then you've got your collector's boosters box, which I believe are 12 packs yes. per booster mm-hmm. yeah. box. So, but they're like the, they're meant to be like the top tier. That's what everybody wants. That's where all your big flashy card versions of the cards will come. You know, you've got your extended art, your full arts, your showcase art, um, your, your borderless, all these fancy new words they've put in front of foil cards to make them even more, uh, premium. So they've taken a regular product now they've got a premium product. So moving on to, uh, moving on to M21, they've done again, the same model. So they've got the regular draft booster and they've got collector's boosters. You actually, uh, which I mean is fine. You uh, you skipped one there. What did I miss? Icoria. Oh, Icoria. <laughs> oh, Icoria. The long forgotten set that I actually missed because it, I just I wasn't a fan of that set. I wasn't a fan of most of the mechanics in that set. I mean. I know we opened this podcast with an episode about Ikoria and, and this was the time the podcast kind of started. We talked about um, the companion mechanic and, and all that other stuff, but I feel like the companion mechanic in Ikoria was probably a design mistake on Wizards' behalf. I thought it was going to break the format. I thought it was going to be a lot of fun to play with, and now they added more restrictions to it. So- now it's not just cast from the companion zone. You have to pay three generic mana to put it in your hand and then play it from there. I believe that rule is across the board on all formats now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're trying to paint this picture of like a couple of good sets, 
a mediocre goods, a mediocre bad kind of set that we just kind of, you know, it's got a couple of really amazing cards in it, but nothing really to write home about. Um, so they did again the draft booster and then the collector's boosters. So so far that's the theme that they're going with for the uh, standard sets coming out. So I believe that that's going to be the model that they use moving forward all the way through from now until they decide to change it in the future, if they ever decide to change it in the future. Um, so it's important to note that, uh, these are both so far, we've only talked about standard sets and I mentioned VIP packs briefly before, um, which we're, we're still going to talk about just not yet. Um, but it's important. We're, we're working our <laughs> way up to this. It's important to note that these collectors packs, which is what they're called are for standard sets. And I'm going to, I'm going to come back to that later. Uh, James, you might need to remind me. But uh, I have I have a point <laughs> that I want to bring up about that specifically. Um, but okay. for now, I'm good to just uh, move on through. Yeah. So M21, <clears throat> or as I like to joke around, is it was Core 21, but it was also Commander 21. You know, Core 20 was a fantastic Commander set as well. Um, we've hit that kind of midway point in the year now. Uh, this pretty much just released as of the 3rd of July, I believe it came out. Um, again, so many fantastic commander cards. If you haven't heard our review of it, go back and listen to our set review. Uh, we go over all of the really amazing cards that came out in this set for commander, um, being like Grim Tudor, Azusa, um, uh, or what was that other one? Ugin, which... Funnily enough, I got in my collector's booster pack, I got the, you know, the borderless showcasey Ugin uh, in, I believe it was non-foil. Maybe it was foil. I can't remember now. Um, so yeah, pretty much the point I'm trying to make is so far all these standard sets are going to be having a regular and a collector's booster. Right. And right. Uh, I actually so, I want to mention now because I just realized we forgot about it. Uh, Jumpstart. I don't really want to talk about that because... It didn't have any like special printings or anything, and the set was like so small that I really don't think it's impactful enough to to influence any like you know future decisions. No, I think Jumpstart's kind of fine where it is. It's really just a product to try to get people into Magic, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, okay, maybe not unfortunately, but unfortunately for us and 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 everything, it made it. A lot harder to find those packs when it released because of the printing and the distribu distribution of it. Um, because of COVID-19, we were seeing packs going up on eBay at third sellers for over $25, $30 for this supplementary kind of brand new product, you know, get people into playing magic here, have a couple of cool cards. They might even open like an Oracle of Moldia. They might get a Crater Hoof Behemoth, all these chase rares that us commander players want, but at the fingertips of the newer players. So they kind of come up to the same level as, as us uh, as quick as well. So, all right. So now we've got all of our standard sets essentially out of the way, minus, you know, um, jumpstart because jumpstart's not standard legal. Mm -hmm. So now we've got all those sets out of the way. They're all using that, you know, uh, draft booster and then collector booster and then theme boosters and planeswalker decks and all those other fantastic, you know, standard sets, standard products. Sorry, but then we get to 
uh, we get to Double Masters, and this is where it kind of hits home, right? So, Master Sets, as everybody knows who, who's been playing for however long now, knows that these Master Sets are meant to have the most expensive versions of, or most, most expensive cards in Magic history. We've seen that. It's come out. And I just, I'm blown away with some of the stuff, some of the design aspects they decided to put out and the way that they product, uh, they, they packaged some of the products and the way it was kind of handed to us as a player base of this game. I just, I think it could have been a, a lot. I want to choose my words very carefully here because I don't want to rag on them for what they did because I think. I think Double Masters is a fantastic set. I think if they changed a couple of a couple of things, it could have been one of the best sets that we've seen since like Urza's Saga or something. You know, one of those old sets that everyone just everyone just loves. So, do you have any uh, any points you wanted to make here, Paul? Before I move into some, um, I think Urza's Saga might be a little bit of a stretch because that is legitimately one of the most powerful <laughs> sets of all time, but. Uh, that being said, um, double ma- did, I, I don't think my memory's awful. I don't think you talked about VIP packs yet, right? I haven't got there yet. Okay. Um, do you mind if I go ahead and introduce that? If you want, yeah, right. sure. Uh, so Double Masters comes with its own form of collector's packs, uh, but they're not actually collector's packs. They're called uh, VIP boosters, otherwise known as a wet knapsack with uh, 20 cars in it that <laughs> comes in a loose paper bag and inside a paper box. That's not literally what it is, but uh, with the potential value of the cars inside, the packaging that it's in is, let's say, less than satisfactory, I think is a safe way to put it. Um, but that aside, uh, these VIP packs are, I don't actually even think they're 20 cards. I think they're like 30 cards, right? Because it comes with. No, there are, there are only 20 cards and 11 of those are lands. Right. Um, so first of all, uh, the, the actual publicity around VIP packs was absolutely awful. Like there were straight up lies printed on the box where it said you could get, you know, you can get up to two, uh, I forgot what the exact wording was, but you get up to two like rares and or foil rares and or mythics in your, uh, foil showcase. Specifically plural. Yeah. Specifically mythics in plural. And then they clarify and they said, oh, just just so you know, like you can only get one. All right. Thanks. Bye. And it's like, oh, OK. Well, you know, that kind of sucks for everybody that like pre-ordered them and are now already receiving them. Can't cancel that. But um, yeah, I just want to note that Double Masters is a supplementary set, right? And they changed from collector's packs to VIP packs. Now, that's going to be important moving forward for Commander Legends for if you're catching on to what I'm saying. Um, Commander Legends is going to have something similar, I think, which I will discuss uh, in a bit. But for right now, I think uh, we're going to head on over to our combat step. Yeah. So uh, just before we jump into like the meat and potatoes of this episode, we'll go to a quick break and we'll hear a message from our sponsors now. Double Masters, like I said, it, they introduced this VIP pack instead of collector's pack. Now, here's my fear for Commander Legends. Commander players are known, literally known, for wanting to bling out, so to speak, their commander decks, right? 
I think we're going to see one of the most ridiculous premium products we've ever seen in Commander Legends. That's just my prediction. But think like for Double Masters, you're talking about a hundred dollar box of cards, right? Twenty, uh, twenty, uh, yeah, a hundred dollar so... pack of twenty cards, just because it comes with two foil box toppers. So what they did was yeah so it's a hundred dollars it's 20 it's 20 cards now paul did mention the way that this is packaged now it's not in there's no seal of approval or tamper proof seal or anything it's literally just shrink wrapped in regular old see-through plastic wrap you know you can fake that so easy and then you have one seal of glue which then opens up into the box. And then inside, the cards aren't even in like a booster bo- like a booster pack. It's literally just in um, a shrink-wrapped plastic, you know, wrapping container that's see-through. So, I mean, I've been seeing all this stuff on Twitter and everywhere, and everyone's kind of worried that, like, these, these packs are, like, tamperable, like phenomenally easily tamperable where you can get in there, get the box toppers out, replace them with, you know, terrible box toppers, take out the $400 force of will and the $80, you know, cyclonic rift and replace it with uh crop rotation or meddling mage and, and, and other just trashy kind of uh, box toppers that I think now what we're getting is, you know, we hadn't even talked about the box toppers in the old master sets, but it used to be like, that was the reason why people bought the boxes was to get the the box toppers. Right. You know, it was that one card that was kind of like it was, I believe, a only a rare or a mythic, and it was only select rare or mythics out of the set. Yes, but it, it's it's worth noting that because you said it was the reason people bought boxes, and like that's that's not actually well, it, it's not actually true. It it's was, kind, it was like, the bonus. I'm not saying like that. it's it's the reason. But yeah, it's the lottery card on top to be like, well, this box was X amount of dollars, which is usually around three hundred dollars or more. And then this box topper kind of was like, well, there's a a foil, you know, box topper Termogoyf, and that's worth however much that is at the moment. I don't no idea how much that is worth because I don't play modern, but or even look at like modern prices. Um, but I mean, just like to be able to put those, like the uh, so what they did was they took commons and uncommons from the set and upshifted them to rare and put them as the rare and mythic slot box topper foil in these VIP packs. So it's not hard for someone to get in there, crack it open, take out the good ones, put in the bad ones, reseal it, put it back together and sell it to you for a hundred dollars. And then you've made, you know, I've seen people crack packs that are like a show, uh, a, a box topper, a uh, meddling mage and goblin guide. And that's like $40 in value, like in card value, just in those two cards. So not saying the rest of the set, like the rest of the booster could have been fantastic and, and you could have made a little bit of extra, like at least gotten the bang for your buck. You kind of get this disappointing feeling where it's like, well, I just spent $100 on here. Half of it was lands, you know, there's Zendikar and I believe it's unhinged lands. Um, well, they're unhinged. Um, um, I'm sorry. They are. Yeah. Unhinged lands that have the newer uh, card frame. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you get two of them that are foil. So you get one of you get one Zendikar and you get one unhinged. Um, so that's eleven. So out of the out of those ten out of those twenty cards, ten of them are already taken out and pushed aside and worth nowhere near as much as those lands used to be worth in their respective sets. Which those that's the thing is those Zendikar lands that people are paying for now came in four dollar booster packs back in Zendikar. So 
Now we've got the other 10 cards. All the commons that are uncommons are foil, but then you get to the rare and the mythic slots, and that's where it's just kind of that wild card where you can either be like, yeah, I just pulled $400 and got a force of will, or it's, uh, I just spent 100 bucks and got a goblin guide, or a crop rotation, or a Phyrexian yeah, crop rotation. <laughs> Harrow. Yeah, or one of the Urza lands, you know, like the common Urza lands that everyone sees playing. I mean, like, yeah, those that panoramic view is amazing. Like, I love that artwork, but I would hate to be able to pull those as one of my box toppers. Now, here's one of my other fears for this set. Um, it, it's becoming increasingly obvious that in standard sets, they are printing these cards like f- with Commander in mind, right? They have the idea of like multiplayer. Like, I think one of the cards that makes it the most obvious is the Deferi from M21, right? Like that card must have been printed with um, with Commander in mind. I can't imagine that it wasn't. Now look at how powerful. Well, because it's. I mean, we're we're in a multiplayer, pla- we're in a multiplayer format, and it says you can play this. You can use his abilities on each other person's turn. If it's standard, it's only one one other turn. Right. Um. Now, my fear with that is uh, if you look at how powerful these cards are, right? And this is not this isn't standard. Even though it's Commander in mind, it's a standard set. There is no, because they have to limit power level somewhat for standard. There is no such limit for a supplementary set, right? They can make way more powerful cards. And I am extremely fearful of extreme power creep in Commander Legends. Like, I'm so afraid that these new cards that they're printing, the new Legends and stuff, are just going to be so irreplaceable. Like, it already happened with Cullen. Um... Uh, Kenrith also like Golos like these cards are just like they're the literally the pioneers of their archetypes right Golos doesn't even have an archetype that's how good he is like you just play him in five colors it's like whatever and I'm just fearful that we're gonna have another case of the Golos coming up here in Commander Legends I don't know if I'm the only one that is considering that I would like to be able to go back and have a look at some of the cards that we where we played, you know, back in the day. And then versus the cards we're playing now and see how far we've come in the last five years uh, because of power creep. So uh, now I could be very wrong here, but I believe it was, uh, oh, it was a black and white removal spell. That I believe is five CMC or four CMC. Uh, I think it was. Uh, is it anguished? I'm making that one's three. Exi- three exile CMC. non-land permanent. You lose three life. Yeah, I can't remember where I saw it, but it was like this this really old like Orzov, uh removal spell that I can't remember the name of it right now. But it was like it was a chase card for removal, and it was I believe four or five CMC, and now you don't even see it playing played because there's so many better. Like better other options, you know, like Vraska's Contempt. I mean, it exiles the dang thing, and you lose some life. But whoa, you're in where forty life. We're playing Commando. Who who cares? You know, no, you, you gain. Two I life. went down to. I went. You get gain two. Life. It makes it even better. <laughs> <laughs> it's even better. You know, like just all these old cards that we don't see anymore, like Ur Dragon and all that used to be like top tiers, like top tier C E D H kind of commanders or like very high powered and now I've never I've never versed a non precon Ur Dragon deck. I mean like because just think about the cards that the format was based on, right? The Elder Dragons, like Nicol Bolas. Yeah. Um 
Ar- Arcadium. I forget his name. Arcadium Soul. Is that his name? I can't remember. But all, all, like all those other guys. I really remember is is Nicol Bolas. Like, but I believe they got reprinted in M nineteen. Correct. Well, not in, reprinted, but they they got new. But like new cards. they got new cards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, like just look at those older cards. Look at how much they suck. Right. Compared to what yeah. we play with now, like they're awful. Nikki B is like excusable, right? Because he has a pretty unique effect. But the rest of them are just like yeah. But you have to keep paying for him out every turn, otherwise he gets sacrificed. Right. But you only and only that's the power crypt that we're seeing. But like the other ones, at least his ability like, justifies it. The other ones, it's like pay a white to give all your untapped non-attacking creatures plus zero plus one till end of turn. It's like oh okay, yeah, <laughs> sweet. So cards aside, because that's a whole other topic we can talk about later, is the power creep between. You know, commander when and commander now. Uh, so the products, right? So I'm I'm fearful and I'm worried that going into commander legends, we're going to see commander legends. Command. Oh, we hadn't even like we hadn't even touched on uh, on on set boosters yet. I completely forgot about set boosters. Well, set boosters is coming so, in Zendikar. We haven't talked about that yet. Yeah, so we haven't even got there, but we could be seeing those coming out. So set boosters are a whole different topic and a whole different kettle and fish. Uh, but a set booster is essentially someone who doesn't want to draft with a card, doesn't want to buy, you know, ridiculous amounts of expensive collector packs, but want to be able to still get some sweet cards. So that's kind of where they're at with that one. So it hasn't released yet. We haven't seen the numbers on it or anything. We haven't seen much about it, but because, because this is coming out before Commander Legends, we could be seeing, you know, here's your 36 booster pack or even your 24 booster pack. Uh, booster box uh, for Commander for Commander Legends. Here's your set boosters at twelve as well. You know, twelve because it's always less. Um, and then here's a couple of VIP boxes that'll have all these new box topper versions of cards and and special foils and and maybe the fetches will only come in the VIP packs because then we'll pe- get people to buy the VIP packs over buying the regular the 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 normal base set so not only we're having power creep in the set we're having money creep and i don't know a better way a better way to say that well like financial creep so they they already confirmed that the fetch lands are not in the zendikar set boosters they did confirm that which essentially means that there's only one place left to print those uh, There's actually a second one that came out in, in that's coming out in Zendikar Rising, and that was the thing I was going to talk about when we got to set boosters, but I just spaced it until now. So set boosters have the add slot, the add or token slot, which has a one in twenty five chance to be a extra card. That card coming out of a three hundred uh, a three hundred card list of cards that have just been printed, very much similar to how the mystery boosters worked. That's how this slot works. You have 300 cards. It could be one of those random cards. And I have a feeling that they're going to put fetches or possibly uh, the expedition versions of the fetches in that slot. So to make that product chaseable. So so the thing is, so they already confirmed that they're not printing fetches and set boosters. That's confirmed. Those will, well, that's, those will not that's good. Um, I must have missed that on Twitter. Uh, it actually was on Twitter. It might have been on Twitter, I, but I think it was an official post on Watsi's website that they addressed it in. Um, oh no, no, no! It was a tweet. It was a tweet. 
<laughs> um, also, I don't, I'm almost positive that they won't put expeditions in there because that is something that is unique to Battle for Zendikar. They, they don't they don't generally put special printings outside of the original place that they were put the same way the same reason they don't like like they wouldn't print a, a judge promo in there right because that would be absolutely insane so I think I think for that reason you're not gonna see the fetch lands there in any form um, yeah and I guess and that's, that's good on that. <laughs> leave them in commander legends because I want to be able to buy a commander legends box and have a chance of cracking a fetch land shock land a new kind of land even old old kind of lands i mean you know we've just got the filter lands again but i wouldn't be i wouldn't be upset to crack a couple of those because i mean they're still really good um but i just i can keep seeing like i just i i hope they're not going to be like well this is another supplementary you know master set so we have to be the vivip packs the, the vvip packs the very very important packs you know that's the last thing I want is, I mean, we're already going to see, um, I mean, we're already going to see these being bought out everywhere. It's going to be hard to find them because every commander player is going to want them, especially if they print, you know, amazing reprints in them. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, pardon me. Even if they're like, they, they print like amazing reprints in them. And and everything else. I mean, people are gonna want to bling out their decks in foils, bling out their decks in in box topper foils and non foils, and it's just. I think it's getting a little bit too out of. I think it's getting too out of sight of what the game used to be about. I think it's getting to the point of being predatory. To be honest, I know it's yeah. a very strong word to use, but like, like let's be real. Some people they just can't help themselves, right? And like, if you're one of those people, fine, whatever. But like. It's 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 on them to be a little more responsible with how they handle these things, right? Like when they're putting these hundred dollars, like, okay, I'm saying like too much. Let me let me rephrase here. To print a product like that for Commander Legends, like this VIP pack, that 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 is acknowledging that 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 there are people out there that just need to buy these expensive products, right? And there's a difference between wanting to buy it and doing so and literally not being able to resist buying it and i fear that they are printing the, these products for that latter group of people right i don't have anything wrong with the products i just think that the printing of them or the creation of them is i i already used the word predatory but like i really can't think of a different word to describe it i i i i don't think it's a good idea just for the player base itself. I don't either. And I mean, like if I had a, a spare couple hundred bucks hanging around, I'd pick them up. I'd have a go. I'd have a crack. But then I'm always wondering, it's that kind of, it's that, it's that payoff. It's that, it's that gamble. You know, am I going to get a VIP pack and crack it and have about six seconds worth of happiness? Because of like, oh my god, I could get this, I could get that, I could get, you know, I could get a sword, I could get, you know, a sword of feast and famine, fire and ice, body and mind, light and shadow, I could get one of those, I could get, you know, a mox diamond. Mox diamond? Yeah, uh, mox diamond is- Mox diamond. So. Uh, um, no, you're thinking of uh, chrome mox, sorry. And, chrome and mox, mox that's the one. Those are both inside. Chrome mox, yeah, I could get that, I could get a crypt, I could get anything, or I could just go use that $200- and buy the singles of them 
and guarantee that I'm going to get them. Or buy dinner. That's the kind of payoff that we've got here. What was that? Or buy dinner for a week. That probably actually. I mean, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Or or spend it on groceries or spend it on something else. You know, like just because it's out there doesn't mean you have to buy it. But I mean, I also know why they're out there, and I just don't want this to be in Commander Legends because I've had this. I've had the expectations of Commander Legends being like my favorite commander, like my favorite magic set, and I'm hoping that they don't blow it and just leave me disappointed. I, I hope not either. And uh, I know Gavin Verhey is uh, in charge of. I well, I don't know, but I think Gavin Verhey is in charge of design for the set. So. Um, I'm really hoping because he's usually he's pretty in tune with the community that he is uh, going to bring the heat, so to speak. Um, yeah. And I mean, so far, every time Gavin has announced a new commander product, it's been with fantastic feedback and reception. Right. I think he was actually in charge of the last commander set, right? Not 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 this most recent one. I'm sorry. The the one before that with Gear. Twi- uh, the 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 2019 set uh Gearhead, Kadena, um Angie Falcon Wrath and uh Savine I think the uh yes the Jess guy one was yeah, called Savine, Savine. Yeah. I don't see him played all that often so anyway well you, you see- yeah he he <laughs> was he was in charge of those ones and like again like I remember watching the live stream and it was very very well presented very well done the feedback was amazing uh pretty much what he said is what we got and that's what I want from Commander Legends I don't want this oh you could get that you could get this or hey you know we're gonna reprint a a, a soul ring in every single pack and then be like well it's actually every third pack well I mean if if this set gets drafted the way it was intended to I should hope that soul ring is not in every third every pack. Even every third pack. That'd be it a was more of just like a, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, that means everybody's going to get a soul ring in their first pack, second pack, third pack, fourth pack. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm happy to move on through to our end step, clean this up a little bit, get this kind of ranty discussion topic out of the way. We kind of went off topic there a little bit. Um, moving on through to the end step. Do you want to do a cleanup phase, Paul? Do you have anything, any final thoughts, anything you wanted to add, subtract, take away? Um, I just want to say for anybody that has listened thus far, even if you're listening to just this episode, uh, thank you very much for doing so. Uh, it really means a lot. This is something that me and James have, we talked a while for a while about doing it. And then we finally sat down and got around to it. And here's the result. We're in episode 17. Uh, so we've been doing it for about four months now. And uh, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy that we're 17 episodes in. and. Uh, Still nobody lit now, I'm <laughs> <laughs> And only my mother listens to it. <laughs> no, I just want to say a thank you to everybody out there who's listened, listening and sharing and letting us know. Um, it's great to hear your feedback. Great to, to get back in touch with us. You can find us on Twitter at CMDR uh, at arms. On there is our link tree, which you can find all of our social medias. Um, if you want them, I can list them here now. So we have, because we have the the Twitter where you can find that. Uh, we have the, I've done this so many times Instagram. that I just, it just, I draw a blank sometimes. I have the Instagram, which is uh, commander.at.arms. You can find it by searching commander at arms in the search bar and hitting, uh, hitting us, following us. And if you follow within the next week, I will follow you back. That's, that's my promise to you. <laughs> You'll get a free follow back from the Commander Arms podcast Instagram. You can send us an email with deck techs and uh, 
episode suggestions at commanderatarmspod at gmail.com. You can also support the show directly at patreon.com slash commanderatarms. We have fantastic rewards on there for everybody if you want to check that out. And that's it from this episode of the Commander at Arms podcast. Again, thank you everybody for listening and uh, be safe and most importantly, be healthy. Cheers. Peace. <laughs>